And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 41. Not sure if there's going to be a 42, but thank you for joining. And in today's episode, we're answering the question, why coaches don't always share the scores and the judges' notes with the athletes. We're also going to talk about some of our upcoming events, GSSA and Spirit Sports to be exact. But before we get into that, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Definitely do that and yourself for the chance to win that $100 giveaway. Vanessa won last time and she already got the money, people. She's a she's a dedicated listener, already got the money. So there is going to be a winner at the end of this month. Why not you? So like, share, subscribe, share on your Facebook, and that will enter you in. But before further ado, don't be less when you can be more. Brittany Moore, how is life? Life is life. There you go. Uh, how is it for you? I'm good. Are you feeling, well, real quick, we had a recap. Our, our followers need to know, are you feeling better? Have you survived the coronavirus? I have survived the big O. As there we go. We call it. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, like I said last time, I was just feeling like a little congested. Um, but technically, today is like my 100% clearance day if we're mm-hmm. going off of 10 days. Um, the twins would have been able to go back to school tomorrow, but they shut the sixth grade down for their school because mm-hmm. out of all three classes, there was so many outbreaks. So everybody in their school for sixth grades on distance learning right now. So they are home, um, and also one of their friends is here with them because her mom works. So, um, you know, just dealing with that. But I'm fine, good to go. Like, I feel like nothing ever happened. Um, But I also feel very blessed that I got the symptoms I got instead of other ones. Yeah. Good for that. (laughs) I was telling the kids last night, I was like, how many of you guys are vaccinated or have already had COVID? I'm trying to figure out what the rest of our season is going to look like. (laughs) You know, and there's like seven kids that either are not vaccinated or haven't had COVID yet on this one particular team. I'm looking at them and everyone starts talking about COVID. I'm like, yeah, yeah, mine wasn't that bad. I'm like, no, you didn't. If you didn't lose your taste and your smell, you did not have COVID. That's something else. But I had the, I lost taste, scent, you know, that I had to go through all that. So don't come at me with, you have COVID. So, yeah. so I'm glad that you got this little mild case and you're, you had a little, you're a little stuffy, but your boy yeah. couldn't taste food. <laughs> that was terrible. I was like, I can't taste food right now. I got all these days off. I can't eat. So anyway. We're all glad that you're uh, feeling better, B. For well, real, thank for real. You. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's hop right into this. We got the uh, question of the week. Oh, this is sounds like that question of the week. We love sounds like that. They give us great music. You should get great music too. Hit them up. Link in the description. Sounds like Ask for Casey Marlowe because he's the man. So, anyway, B. What's up with this question of the week? What we got? So, our question is: Why don't our coaches share? competition score sheets or notes from the judges there we go so why don't our coaches share competition the score sheets or the notes from the judges now this is a 
who knows? I could talk about this forever. I will give you reasons why a coach might not. I can give you reasons why we don't, which some of those might be different. And, you know, I'll say what we do instead. And who knows? So we'll go off on, I'm sure, plenty of tangents and, you know, be as usual. If you have a question, you let me know because you represent all of the parents out there. They need to know. They love you, B. They, they live through you. They're like, oh, B, that was a great question you had. So, you know, it's funny that you say that um, because when this, when, you know, when we were talking about this question, I was like, hmm, we get to see our score sheets. But I was also scrolling through TikTok yesterday and, mm-hmm. um, there is a mom on there that her whole TikTok feed is about cheer. And mm-hmm. I'll have to send you her handle because it's pretty funny. Some of the things that she says, like it's total, it totally is the cheer world. And clearly she's an all-star cheer mom, but yeah. Um, so her TikToks represent, you know, all of us cheer moms. <laughs> there we go. Love it. There's some other good coach TikToks out there. <laughs> mostly making fun of cheer moms <laughs> oh, right it was like oh there you go you know it's funny i thought about that the other day like there's all like there i'm on these coaches pages obviously and they're always like what life is like from our perspective and they'll bring up oh and then some mom said this to me some mom said this and then i thought you know what mom pages probably make fun of coaches all the time i never even thought about that that never even occurred to me that a mom page would make fun of coaches and i was like no they definitely make fun of coaches on those. And some of our parents probably make fun of me. Like, oh, this is Jason. This is totally Jason right here. Then I got offended. I got offended at no one. I was like, I'm offended right now. I don't even know what they said. So anyway, <laughs> uh, coaches sharing score sheets. So there's a bunch of things. Like you said, we share the score sheets. Um, we do, and we mentioned this in the last episode, actually, but we do what we call score sheet live. So I type out, I put all the scores on a spreadsheet. And, you know, all the team scores on a spreadsheet and then we do a Facebook live and we'll just go through the scores as you know, and I'll just go, Hey, and we just got done doing this a couple days ago when we did this on Sunday, Sunday, we did this. So a couple days ago for us and, you know, we went through our first three events and I said, okay, here's how teams are scoring in stunts and here's how they're scoring in tumbling. And mostly what I do is I just, uh, I, I highlight things that I find odd or interesting or things I think that you guys would find odd or interesting or if we have a low score somewhere one that's definitely like looks below average then I'll address that and go hey you know we got this score because either you know we're just plainly we're just not that good or we just had a bad day so that's why you see that reflected right there and I just kind of go through our scores and you know point out the things that I see um and then and Obviously, we do it Facebook Live, so all, all the parents are on there, and you were on there last time. And parents just ask questions and go, "Hey, what about you know this pyramid score? You know, did you are you going to go over that? Oh yeah, sure, let's go over that right now." And parents ask their various question. Uh, we didn't do it last year, um, I guess because of the pandemic. I'm guessing because we had a short season. I I have I felt like I didn't have time to go. Hey guys, we're gonna go over all these scores right here. Um, but, you know, the years prior to that, we did Score Sheet Live, and we did after every event. And it's been really good. It's really good, at least for me. I really like talking to the parents um, during that and having that that communication with everyone and just kind of be on the same page and parents can see, oh, okay. I think the one thing I really like about doing that is parents have their own view of the team. And they either think the team is really good or they think the team is average, think the team is, you know, bad. Oh, my daughter's not on a good team this year, right? 
And I think when we do the score sheet live, I think it gives the opportunity for parents to say or to see like how close these scores really are. So if they think their team is God's gift of cheerleading, the reality is, hey, you know, their scores are pretty similar to the rest of the teams. Or they think, oh, there's a worst team ever. My daughter's, you know, not my daughter, but my daughter's team is awful and blah, blah. They can really see, oh, these scores are a lot closer than I thought they they would have been um, mm-hmm. if you just go out. So the scores are usually pretty tight. But, you know, I like going through, so that's fun. And, and again, it's fun to answer parent questions and have them, you know, get an opportunity to learn what they are watching out there on the uh, on the competition floor. So we do score sheet live. Now, why don't coaches share score sheets or judges' notes? Now, a couple of reasons why a coach wouldn't. One, you just aren't that good, right? That'd be like the most obvious reason. Uh, you're not that good, and you don't want to tell anyone you're not that good, right? You're just like, I'm embarrassed of what the, the, the judges said about us, and I don't want to read this. I don't even want to read this myself, let alone le- read it to you. Or to parents, I'm not sure if this question is from a parent or an athlete, but you know, I want to share this with you because it's it's not good, right? So I guess that's one reason why. Now let's assume uh, this is a right a decent team, right? Um, as we've said eight thousand times on the podcast, don't really. I don't. I'm not a big fan of going over scores while at the competition. I don't find it productive, really, to do so. Um, And I don't want to beat that drum anymore. I've said it plenty of times. I just don't find it productive to do so. So maybe this coach, um, you know, feels the same way. That's not really productive to do so. You can only really focus on one thing at a time. But I will go into an example of of why you don't do it. Is because, or or here's one thing that I, I, I do attempt to do is when I read the score sheets, I'll read the score sheets after day one and go, okay, here's what the judges said. Here's what they, okay, they want this, they want this, they want this. Typically, and I tell this to the kids all the time, judge guys, the judges aren't going to tell you anything that I haven't told you already. Now, sometimes we get a comment on, hey, you need to watch out for this, you need to watch out for this. But especially, I'm usually talking about the technique side of things. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, and sometimes I'll say things about the dance or routine composition or overall impression like those things right there that i don't typically say but as far as execution i'm like they're not going to tell you anything that i haven't said before and every so often that we do get something but so i read the scores and go okay a judge specifically mentioned this instead of telling that to the kids directly i'll just phrase it in a different way so i'm gonna give you one story real quick and i'm gonna come back to junior blue don't remind don't let me forget about junior the junior blue story so Yeah, write it down. So here's a big reason why coaches should not go over scores, well, go over comments and scores at competitions. Years ago, we have Senior White, and we are winning after day one, and we're winning by a good good healthy amount of points. We are going to win day two as long as we do not implode and ruin everything. As long as we don't implode out there on the mat, we are going to win. All we should have done when we brought it in that day, said, hey guys, you guys did great yesterday. Let's go out there. Let's stay focused. Let's finish what we started. Let's go nail that routine, right? That's where like our pregame speech should have been. But as coaches typically do, 
get the score sheets, all right, and read over everything that's in the score sheet, right? And there's a particular part of the score where it said, hey, guy, um, said, hey, we are lacking performing in the pyramid. And in the pyramid, the girls did what we call a paper doll. Paper dolls when all the, remember you used to make paper dolls, right? When you're yeah. in, in grade school, right? And they all, can, it's like the same kid all across the, so it's yeah. like a prep, a prep, a prep, a prep, and a prep. In, on level one but if you're in level three it's three extensions or if you're level five level six right it's it's everyone at the same level right it's called a paper doll pyramid okay anyway we did a paper doll pyramid on our level one team that you're in, on senior white and and it said hey during the paper doll you know structure of the pyramid the faces get really boring we'd like to see you guys perform more Right? And so we go and we're reading score sheets. Hey, guys, really need to see you guys perform more in the paper dolls. Hey, guys, um, great job out there. But we really got to perform more in those paper dolls. So make sure when we get to those paper dolls that we are performing because the judges, they, they saw it. and We lost points there. Right? And we go into the warm-up room. And we get, you know, we're warming up. And we're saying, hey, guys, perform, perform. Make sure you perform. We're in the paper doll. Don't forget the judges said you got to perform in the paper dolls. Right? And then, you know, we do the prayer right before we walk onto the stage. Amen. All right, guys, before you guys walk onto that stage, don't forget, you got to perform during those paper dolls. All right, guys? Okay. So now they're, like, hyper-focused on performing in the paper dolls. And the kids go out there, and they're nailing their routine. And as they go, they get to the paper dolls. You see them coming up, and, you know... Us coaches are going, perform, 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 right? Go, go, go. And then one particular kid decides she's going to perform. And she gives her best facial in the world and also decides to do a little, like, punch with her arm, right? As performance. And as she decides to punch with her arm, her knees buckle and the stunt goes from a prep to a spun. Like, she kind of, it falls, right? And I remember, like, my blood boiling. Like, mm, right? We're, spo- we're winning this competition. We're in place for a bid. And now we have a drop stunt in the routine, right? And the only reason we had a drop stunt in the routine is because we got hyper-focused on one particular judge's comment that said, you need to perform more during this spot in the routine. We were going to win that competition whether that kid performed or not. Um, now we could have gotten more points, but we were flat out going to win that competition, whether or not that kid performed or not as long as the stunt stayed in the air. The only reason that stunt falled is or fell is because we were we got hyper focused on this particular judge comment. So I have learned that you know the kids get super hyper focused on these particular things that the judges say. So what I do now is just I'll read the comments and go. Okay, here's what the judges said. And then I'll go out there and I'll just remind, as we go through warm-ups, I'll just remind kids of particular things that I need them to do that we've actually worked on at practice. That's my rule of thumb. If we've worked on it at practice before, then I will let the kids know. I will remind them, hey guys, we've done this before at practice. Make sure that you guys do this. If we haven't worked on it at practice ever before, it's, and it's the first time I'm hearing it, a judge calls it out, Hey, your whatever is off, right? Hey, you need to perform in the pyramid, but we've never worked on performing in the pyramid. Then I'll zip my lips and let the kids go out there and do what they know how to do. 
I'm not going to bring in a new scenario. The kids have so much already to think about. I don't need to throw in a new variable for them to like try to focus because then they can they can focus on the things they already know how to do or I can bring in a new variable and have them focus only on that. And it's really hard to throw in a new variable just last minute like that for the kids. Um, and so my story with Junior Blue, is the, my example of Junior Blue is we had Junior Blue, we go to American Grand and we get marked down for baskets, our points taken off our execution score for baskets. And the comment said something like, uh, try to work on like even like equal height for all three baskets. The baskets on the outsides, we throw three baskets in the middle. So the baskets on the outsides were higher than the basket in the middle. So it made like a little yeah. upside down triangle, right? And we've worked on that at practice. Something we have specifically worked on at practice is even height between the athletes and, you know, throwing at the same height, right? And so instead of reading it as a judge's comment and going, hey, the judges said you need to throw this, this basket higher because, guys, we lost points because of that. I just brought it up casually as we're warming up baskets. Hey, guys, I saw our basket was a little bit low yesterday. Like, can we put a little bit something on there today? Oh, yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. Let's work on that real quick. Can we do it? Oh, great. That basket looks great. Go. And they go, yeah, we've worked on this before. We forgot yesterday. We'll fix it today. Opposed to them being hyper-focused on it, because when they're hyper-focused on it, they it blurs out everything else, and it's really hard for them to focus on the things that they need to actually focus on. So there's another, this happened once upon a time. We go to the summit back at PCM. <clears throat> back at PCM, go to the summit, and the year... Before that, we had lost the summit by a tenth of a point. And from day one to day two, our jump score went from a 0.8 to a 0.7, our uh, difficulty score. And so all season long, I'm harping on the kids. We lost the summit because of this tenth of a point. That jump score went down. We lost by a tenth by jumps. We're not losing because of jumps this year. And I, like, literally from day one practice. And I'm harping on them about jumps, and, and we're doing, we're stretching and doing legless and doing every jump drill I know. All season long, and I bring it up, like, every day at practice. And I remember the kids told me, um, yeah, coach, we got the jumps. I was like, not this year. Jump, jump. And they're just telling me about how, like, that stuck in their mind about me, you know, going over jumps all season long, right? Anyway, during the actual routine, day two of the summit, the following year, we're going and we do our jump sequence and something looked a little bit off in the jumps. Just one little thing looked weird in the jumps at the end of their toe touches or end of one toe touch. And went, that looked weird. I couldn't put my finger on it, but something just looked a little bit off. I couldn't tell what it was. And... I just couldn't tell what it was. But they go on. They do the rest of the routine. The rest of the routine looks good. And we come off stage. And as I meet the kids around the corner after they come off stage, one girl is just bawling profusely. Just crying. Like, ah! I'm thinking, <laughs> did, did we have a stunt drop? Like, that's how hard she's crying. She's crying like we had a stunt drop on day two of the summit, right? And I'm like, did her? Did she have a stunt drop that I didn't see? Did she touch down on tumbling that I didn't see? Like what? What? Like what happened? What happened? What happened? Like 
What is it? And she's like, I landed on my foot in my chumps. That was the one thing I didn't. That was the one thing that looked weird to me. Instead of her feet being like, you know, parallel to each other, she kind of stepped on her own foot. Now, nothing, it didn't affect anything, but I had hyper-focused that kid on jumps, and the whole team, really, on jumps all season long, that when her jump wasn't absolutely perfect, she comes off the floor bawling. And we can do that to our kids when we read the score sheets, and not in the score sheets, but the, specifically the judges' comments out loud to them the day that they compete. Because if they know if a judge says it, that actually means points. And if it means points, they're going to go, well, I, that means I have to do this perfect uh, instead of the way that I like to approach it now where if a judge says something, that I just kind of bring it up and go, hey, uh, make sure that we do this. Uh, today I noticed this in the routine. And I just want it to come as my words based on things we've already talked about opposed to, hey, a judge said this, and because we didn't do this right, we lost these points, and if you don't fix this today, we're going to lose, right? Um, yeah. And if we have, and if we haven't talked about it at practice yet, you know, prior to that point, then I don't bring it up at all. Let the kids focus, hit the routine they can hit, and then we'll bring it up, you know, the next day on Monday. Now it's not a hard. If it's something, you know, if it's day two at the summit, we don't have any more days left. Then yeah, I guess I might need to address it. But you know, in general, that is what we particularly do. Um, so I don't know what you, what you got, B. You can add on. You can add on that. I, and when I like when I talk about not you know going to the gym or you know certain things, it's not that I'm not an involved parent, but I feel like I want to give enough room for you coaches to coach my athletes. Like mm-hmm. that's what you get paid for, and I mean obviously you love it. You know you're not most people aren't going to just do this job just because they're getting paid, you know, like it's, you you love this sport. Right. And I don't, like I've said a million times, you know, we don't want to beat the dead horse. I don't really worry too much about scores. Like, honestly, I think the only reason I hopped on the live was just to see if I missed anything. And of course I did miss, you know, other stuff. Um, but I, I don't want to bring scores up to the girls because I feel like if you guys are talking to them about scores and I'm talking to them about scores they're like goodness like can we Mm -hmm. get a break somewhere I feel like they need a little bit of a break somewhere so and that is your guys's place to talk to them about scores um but me personally like I don't it, it's not a big deal. I mean, I understand my parents, you know, want to see the scores and they want to ask questions. And like you said, it was great for, it's a great um, way to open up and people to be able to ask questions about mm-hmm. things, but the scores don't really, they don't really matter to me. Um, I, I don't want to talk to the girls about them. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can understand for parents, you know, but it's just not something that's important to me. Yeah. Uh, we used to have, <laughs> there was one pair we used to have in the gym. Uh, she was so funny. I, I loved her. She's not at the gym anymore, but she used to always, like, as soon as we came off stage, she wanted to know the score. She's like, Jason, do you know the score? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. I, no, I don't have the score yet. Uh, they'll, I'll get it in about 15 minutes or so. But she always, like, and, like, the look on her face, like, she wanted to know those scores so badly. It always just made me chuckle. Like, she just, she just needed to know those scores. Like, Jason, do you have their scores yet? 
And I was like, nah, not yet. But we just walked good. off the stage. And yeah. See, I would like to talk to a parent that wants to know the scores just so I can, and like, why? I, I Because yeah. I don't want to. I don't care to know them. But I don't understand. I, I would like to know why do you want to know the scores? Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's to each their own for every parent to do their own thing. Um, I mean, do I, like, critique things in my head? You know, yeah. And I've, you know, mentioned it to you before. Like, hey, those girls better step it up. Like, yeah. what in the world's going on? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I would like to talk to I have a couple friends that um, are at our gym that I'll have to ask them. Like, why do you want to know scores? Because yeah. that's interesting to me, so. Yeah, I want. Yeah, if I was a parent, I'd want to know those scores. Like, yo, tell me them scores. Yeah, what we got here? Okay, I... <laughs> so what do you, as a parent, like, okay, Joey, you know, maybe she cheers in the future. Hopefully, she does. You know, I don't, whatever. But as you being her parent, why, why do you want to know them? Like, if you, if coach mind and coach thought aside, as a parent, why would you want to know them? Why would I want to know? Uh, I guess it just gives a good reference to how they I mean it's the biggest reference you have besides the placements of how they actually did right hey we scored a 90 and it's not perfect but typically I know at least I'm, I'm gonna use last year's score sheet because I'm still I'm a lot more used to that one but typically if I got the score sheet and I, we scored a 98 typically I know oh the judges the judges liked us this competition if we did the same routine and a hit and we got a 96 I'd go, oh, the judges really didn't like us. So I, I guess I'd want to know how we compared to, you know, how did we compare to our last routine or what? I, I guess I could start, build, as a parent, I could start building a a catalog of routines and scores, right? And I could start going, okay, that routine was okay. And they scored a, let me get back on this year's, uh, score sheet that routine was okay and they scored a 92 so i guess a 92 was okay oh that routine was really good i thought that routine looked great as a parent and it looks like they scored a, a 96 so i guess a, a really good score is a 96 i could start kind of putting together a catalog of what i thought our routine scored um that's not a perfect system because there's so much um other things, I, I parents don't know exactly how much the weight is of something, you know. Um, yeah. I think we get caught up in how much, like you would think, like sometimes really, really creative routines, I think as a parent, I would think would score really, really, really high. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not necessarily why it outscored this or whatever. So it's not perfect because execution tends to be the biggest factor of a, of a winning routine. Um, but like impressively, like if you just want to be entertained, I remember at worlds one year, um, world cup, um, shooting stars had a really good routine. It was like their circus routine and they were just fun. The routine, I was so entertained by the routine. Now I didn't think it was the most difficult routine. Um, I didn't think it was the most difficult routine in their division, but I remember it was the routine I was most, the routine I was most entertained by, even though they have the biggest difficulty. So I could see a parent watching Worlds and be like, oh, I think that team should have won because I was entertained the most by that routine. When yeah. in reality, like that team actually just had more, that team had more difficulty in, you know, all these other categories. So yeah. anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, so 
All good stuff. Uh, whoever wrote that in, I'm sorry that your coaches don't share their scores or judges. Oh, judges notes. Judges notes with you. But one thing about the judges notes, I try not to share at all negative comments from the judges. Um, now I'm still talking. I try to share negative comments with the judges, and some comments aren't really meant for the athletes. They're really meant for the coaches. So negative comments as far as there, there's no reason to share a negative comment with the kids. Um, now, sometimes there's a critique. Hey, this basket was low. Therefore, we took points off. But especially the day of an event, like why share a negative comment with an athlete before they take the stage? Like I just read – I tell the kids – and I'll read like the positive comments to the kids. Hey guys, they said you guys look great. They said you guys had great um, spacing. They said your stunts didn't move. They said this because I'm trying to reinforce good habits with the kids. I don't want to reinforce bad habits with the athletes or put those things in their mind. Um, I'm very cautious about what I do. Like I don't like leaving the athletes before they take the stage because I don't like the athletes saying stupid stuff to each other. Right? Yeah. Um, there's this one, um, there's one example I read. I read it in a book. It said, um, the coach calls the play, and it is a football example. The coach calls the play and goes, okay, uh, we're going to do uh, a handoff to the running back, and, you know, he's going to go up the middle, whatever. It's going to be the winning play of the, the, you know, the game. And then they go in with the play, and the quarterback goes, all right, guys, we're going to do uh, the running back handoff up the middle, touchdown and then the other guy looks at him like yeah this play is gonna work as long as you don't fumble right and it's like and now the only thing in his mind is that he's gonna fumble right and so i don't want those scenarios i hear those scenarios happen all the time where the kids are just they they mean well but they're saying they're putting the wrong ideas and pictures in their teammates heads and they're like out there hey guys let's go out there let's make sure we don't drop anything make sure we're not all uh, make sure we don't have any touchdowns, but they're saying all the wrong words of saying like, let's make sure and we lock our leg and nail our stunt and like saying the positive opposed to saying the negative. So yeah. I like to be there to like make sure that we're not getting into the wrong headspace because I know kids mean well, but I always hear kids say, yeah, she shouldn't have said it like that. She should have said it like this, you know? Yeah. Um, I can totally, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know that you did that, but I can totally respect it because there has been times that the girls have came home from practice. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not really this year, but last year or the year before. And I always ask them, you know, how was practice? And they'll say good. And, uh, or, you know, I'm like, that's all you got to say about you were mm -hmm. gone for, you know, two and a half, three hours. Like, yeah, you don't have anything else to say. Um, and then they'll tell me, you know, oh, so-and-so said that I need to do this when I'm mm -hmm. flying or, you know, they'll, they will say, something that is not necessarily negative but mm -hmm. it's not in a positive way and yeah i tell the girls like why don't you say something yeah i'm gonna say something to it i'm like turn around and say it to the person that said it to you you don't have to be rude like yeah. all you have to do is turn around and say hey i'm sorry i'll work on it or yeah, yeah, if yeah. it's really rude then you need to go and tell your coaches so-and-so said something really rude and it offended me or it hurt my feelings. And I am the, no, you say something. And I don't, I'm like, I'm not saying it. You need to be comfortable talking to your coaches. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they are. I mean, especially this year with having Bailey and Claire and they've had them since they've started the program. Mm -hmm. 
I don't worry about anything. Um, but I, I can understand where athletes and kids would say stuff that they're just trying to be supportive, but it just comes out the wrong way. Yeah, and for sure. Especially me. Like I say a lot of things myself that I'm like, oh, I didn't mean for it to come out that way. I, I was, need to, I was think just trying to be supportive. <laughs> no, so. Yeah, for sure. And it's kids, right? Like you, yeah. we as adults do it all the time. We're like, yeah, they didn't come out the right way, you know? And this is kids right, be- right before they're about to take the stage. So their emotions are like way up. It's so a word vomit is just at an all time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so you're just like, yeah, I, I don't have time for any of that. So I'm going to stay back here with you guys. Yeah. Right before you hit stage, I don't need any stupid side conversations happening. And now, you know, everyone goes out, you know, everyone's taking the stage in tears. And, you know. I think that's a good idea. That don't drop do. like you did last week, okay? As long as you don't drop like you did last week, we're going to nail it, right? And yeah. you're just like, yeah, why'd you, why'd you bring that up? We we're trying to forget and move past that. So, you know. So, yeah, to me, no reason to read negative comments. Um to the athletes, um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and, and and I said this before, but there's no some of the comments aren't meant for meant for the athletes. They're meant for the coaches. Hey, there's the dance is lacking footwork. I'm gonna tell that to the kids, and what are they gonna do? Add their own footwork? You know, like okay, I heard, yeah, I heard them. I heard that we we're lacking footwork in the dance coach, so I spiced it up a little bit, right? That that comment is specifically meant for coaches. And so coaches have no reason to read that to athletes because, um, you know, they mention stuff about choreography and kids can't change their own choreography. Um, yeah. You know, so you keep that comment to yourself, you know, and then it got the kids looking at you sideways. Right. Uh, choreography kind of sucks. Right. You're like, uh, I didn't mean to read that out loud. They're like, yeah, our choreography does suck, coach. What are you going to do about it? Right. <laughs> so you keep those comments to yourself and, you know, you fix yeah. it when you get back in the gym. So <laughs> anyway. All right, so B. I have a couple of questions oh, for let's you. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, I've been seeing some, you know, things. It's really hard for me not to comment on them um, because I am a big, like, I don't, I, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I used to not be able to scroll. Like, I'd have to put my two cents in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just keep scrolling, just keep scrolling. Um, but I've seen a lot of people, um, moms, wondering about Vegas. So I guess there was a competition this past weekend and maybe a mm-hmm. couple weekends before um, that their competitions ended up going virtual. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are chattering, questioning um, about competitions, live in-person ones turning virtual. Uh, I know we have one, um, you know, next month uh, in Vegas and you, you know, you might know, you might not know, but is there any thought of that changing um, to virtual or does it just depend on the events themselves? Yeah. So my typical rule of thumb is to stay in my lane, right? I wait to, I just wait to hear the event producers tell me something. Like I go, you know, there's speculation here. But I'm going to wait until an official event producer tells me, guys, mm-hmm. we are not having this competition anymore. And our competition coming up is Jams. And yeah. Jams has been really good about being honest and up, and up front. Jams called me last year. Um, we were getting, I was picking up Brendan for some reason. 
So he had to be in town for choreography. Mm-hmm. But Jams called me while... So I had to be in in December. I must... We must have had... Why was Brendan out? Maybe it was November. This could have been November. Yeah. But... And this is, a, this is last year. Last season. I'm picking up Brendan. We're on our way home from the airport. I get a call from, from Jams. And, you know, Brendan's in the car. He knows who David is. So, I, you know, it's on speakerphone. Hey, David, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I say, hey, Jason. Yeah, no, actually, we're talking. He's all happy at first. We're talking, having a good time, catching up. And then he goes, yeah, so we're canceling Jams Nationals. Oh, oh man. This sucks, right? And but that was in plenty of time. They told us with plenty of time, because I remember we had we had scheduled for American Grand, which we just got back from American Grand, obviously a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But our plan was to go to American Grand last year as well, because we figured it was going to be in Vegas, and the Vegas rules are going to be different than California. And it was on our schedule to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jams told us. I don't care what anyone else says. They're not having a competition in Vegas. Like, we've tried everything. No one's having a competition in Vegas, or at least not right now. And yeah. his event was several, at least two months after that event, the American Grand, right? And so Jams was really good, and we're, we're talking about Jams right now. Jams was really good last year about giving us plenty of time. And he says specifically, we could hold out and try to see if this thing's going to get better by you know, March or whenever Jams is usually, mm-hmm. um, February, we can hold out and see if this thing's going to be any better by any better, any better by February. But I just, I just don't see it. We'd rather let you guys know now so you guys can make plans instead of waiting two weeks before the event to cancel on you guys. So just given Jams the track record that they've always had great customer service, mm-hmm. that if something were a Bruin, that we'd get an email and someone would let me know. As of as of this recording, I have not heard anything from Jams. Um, so, you know, now that doesn't mean I'm not gonna. That doesn't mean as soon as we get done with this podcast, I have something. I won't have something in my email. But at least as of this recording, I haven't heard anything from Jams. And until I've just tried to practice, until I've actually heard it from the horse's mouth, that I'm just gonna full steam ahead, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna plan that it's that it's going. So, you know, Jam's yeah. been running events all year. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, they've been playing football all year long, right? So yeah. we're good. <laughs> I let that rationale get me last year. I was like, hey, Dallas Cowboys, they just had the Cotton Bowl. Or whatever, they, is it Cotton Bowl? They said the Cotton Bowl. We're going to Dallas this year, baby. And, um, yeah, and then, then Dallas got canceled. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see a, a stadium full of people at AT&T at Jerry World. So we're good. And then. Hit me. Got me. So, anyway, but I, I feel it's just better for me to live in the present and yeah. not stress myself out over shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or if if vans or whatever happens in the future, yeah. right? So, but you know, when I know, I'll let you guys know. Of course, you guys always do. So we'll Try our best. Well, that's good to know because I know I have seen other I, – I don't even know what other competitions they were because um, I didn't really read that much into it. But, uh, you know, you just know what's funny? ask. It's so funny about how much information parents have. Like, when, I couldn't name – honestly, 
I could not name a single event that has gone from live to virtual this year. I couldn't name a single one. I don't know a single one. Now, I know that they've, or I'm assuming it's happened because people have talked about it, mm-hmm. but I personally couldn't name one if my life depended on it. So it's funny how much information that parents have. Like, how much research are you doing where you know events that have been flipped? Um, because it's not like they're happening in our backyard. They're happening somewhere, I guess, but yeah, no event that I can name. So it's just it's just funny how much information parents have access to. Where they're like, if hey, we really he's... wanted to get down to it, I could look it up and tell you a couple. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could look. I'm sure I could look yeah. it up. But like you know, it didn't happen here yesterday. So I don't know. I got I got I got a whole program to worry about. Worry about competition that got flipped in. You know, in Mississippi, right? I think yeah. it flipped in Mississippi. They're probably all out out there. <laughs> yeah. We should be going to Mississippi. Yeah, we should go. I don't, Maybe I don't know. Hey, if we have any listeners from Mississippi, let me know. Let me know. Let me DM me. Be like, hey, we listen from Mississippi. Love the show. <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, share, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, definitely like. Double like, because you guys got double I, SSI, PPI, LI. K-E. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have GSSA this weekend. And I am excited. I will say this. Um, you know, the girls were out last week because they had, you know, tested positive for COVID and everything. And so they were completely done for three. They were done for three weeks. Two weeks for break. And then their, you know, COVID recovery. Honestly. To God, I think my daughters needed that extra week because those just cause <laughs> no, they're they just were kind of like Ugh, with cheer, like they weren't mm-hmm. like they weren't dreading going, but they weren't excited like they used to be. Mm-hmm. And when they went to practice on Sunday for our extra practice, they were like, "What time? What time? What time? How yeah. much longer? How much longer?" And you know, then we've had practice three days this week, and um. Monday, they were like, you know, happy to go to cheer. Yesterday when they went, they were so excited. I remember Kinsley told me at like 3.30, I can't wait to go to cheer tonight. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to go to cheer. And I haven't heard her say that she was so excited to go to cheer in a while. Yeah. And and it's not anything because of our gym and our coaches. I think it's just – the whole world has been on autopilot through this pandemic. And I think a lot of people, a lot of athletes hearts that were so into it, it's not, it wasn't, it hasn't been the same for a while. So they're just like, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not as into it anymore. And the, both of my girls were so excited last night. And then when they got in the car, after I picked them up, they were like, Oh my gosh, tomorrow's camo day. We're so excited. I'm like, what are you wearing for camo? And they're like, something of yours. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so, so excited about GSSA this weekend. Just the girls are excited for practice. And they're, you know, Coach Bailey told me this and Coach Claire told me that. And I really think that they're soaking it in right now. So um, I think this weekend's going to be great for all of our teams. Um, but I am, as a mom, I'm just so happy that my daughters are back on cloud nine with cheer again. Cause it, yeah. It kind of worried me, you know, like, is this going to be our last season? Is it not? I mean, if they're not really into it, I'm not going to force them to do it. But, you know, I feel like the cheer light is back in their eyes and they're just ready to go. Well, it's good. Well, they looked 
I got a video because Junior White was in the Northwest last night, and we were in the Southwest with the um, uh-huh. or with with the teams that we coached there. And so Bailey Claire posted in our group chat a video of their full out routine, and was like, "So proud of these guys! They look great tonight." Posted the video, and they looked really, really good. I was really impressed with the routine. Routine looked great. So it's been cool. Um, I remember just because they got they got second at Grand, right? Yeah. So they get second at Grand. I remember like coming home from competitions, and I still do this now. But like, right, coming home from competitions and just being pissed that you lost, and just being like, "It's not happening again, guys." It's not happening again. We're going to go in here. We're putting in this work and we're going to make it happen. It's been cool these last couple of weeks, like since Grand, um, seeing how hard Junior White has been working. Because um, obviously last night we weren't in the same gym, but typically we're in the same gym, same time. So yeah. I get to see them and I'm seeing them do all this conditioning and doing all this and they're doing these leg lifts and they're doing this, this, this. So I guess you haven't even been watching practice. They've been practicing hard. They've been out there no, working. Haven't. So I'm like, oh, these girls are sweating. So I'm like, these coaches are not playing. So they're doing leg lifts and doing all this conditioning and doing this, doing this, doing this. And it was great to see how much effort they've been putting in since American Grand. And then for them to post that video that they posted last night and just see just, well, they had a week after American Grand. They had last week and they had this week, right? Yeah. And right with the two week break. In between and to see how different the team looks in that short amount of time after a two week break um, has really been good, has really been good. And they upgraded the pyramid. And so it was really cool to see, you know, just to see that spark in them, mm-hmm. um, the coaches, the athletes, and then to really see that routine. So hopefully all that transitions to the, the competition floor this week, you yeah. know, that, you know, that's what we work hard for to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. come to fruition but yeah it's been good so i remember i remember um we had pcm days mm-hmm. we had a large senior four and large senior four was a stacked division that year uh in california alone it was us scv and and cali san marcos had a team and i think we go to american grand go to american grand and we got did we win? I can't remember. I think we won American Grand. We won American Grand. We beat Cali at American Grand. We came back, went to Spirit Sports, and then SCV, all three of us were in the division. And SCV, nope, Cali won. SCV got second. We got third. Then we went to, where did we go next? NCA. And they split us all three up. There was A, B, and C. There's so many senior fours that year. A, B, and C. We were in C. We won We won NCA and C. Cali won in A. SCV got second in B. Then we went to USA. And SCV won at USA. We got second. Cali got third. And then we go to uh, Summit. Day one, SCV beats us, and we're in, like, second place. I think Cali's in third. Third or fourth, something like that. Finals, 
Now, we haven't beaten SE. We've beaten Cali a couple of times. They've beaten us a couple of times throughout the season. But we've never beaten SCV. Um, they'd either... They got second that one time to Cali at, at Spirit Sports. But other than that, SCV had always beaten us or won the division. Mm-hmm. The only time... And I remember getting home from... Actually, I, I missed the part of the point of the story I was trying to tell. We got home from USA Nationals. We lose in the SCV all season. We made some upgrades to the routine. We go to USA. SCV beats us again. And I'm like, I literally come to practice the next day. Guys, we're not losing SCV anymore. I'm done. I'm done losing these guys. And like, we're tearing this routine to shreds. We're starting over. And we're not losing those guys anymore. Right? And so, you know, we upgraded the elite. We upgraded the pyramid. We did this. We did this. We're not losing these guys anymore. Anyway, day two or day one of Summit, they're still beating us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the only time we beat them was day two of the Summit by a tenth. Day two of the Summit by a tenth. But I just remember that feeling of coming home and being like, guys, I'm sick and tired of losing these guys. Like, we're not losing these guys anymore. Like, we're going to yeah. do whatever we need to do to beat these guys. Um, so that's what, you know, Junior White reminds me of is just like, yo, not again. Like, let's make this happen. Let's get it there. Let's work. So good to see them. Glad to hear uh, the kids are got that spark or sparkling. So, yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, so just say this weekend, then then yeah, Spirit Sports coming up, coming up after that. What, what were you gonna say? Go ahead. I'm I'm looking forward to GSSA. I'm I'm I am patiently waiting. It's not really a big deal to me. We have a competition, no matter what. So curious to see, uh, you know, time performances um, from when you know you or Ashley or Ashley sends it out. Um, just to see if I can watch any other teams because Baco Battle, I didn't watch any, um, mm-hmm. and. I know the girls want to watch. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can try to do that a little bit. Um, but Palm Springs, you know, you bring that up. Uh, I, as a mom, kind of think it's going to be uh, a hassle. Um, just from all, you know, you know, our new, I refuse to say it's a new normal, but, you know, between because uh, this is not normal, but between having to have testing and vaccinations and, you know, um, you guys as coaches having to have kids have negative tests. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how it all plays out. Um, I We've only got to go to Spirit Sports once. Um, and it was a really great competition, had a lot of fun. Uh, so it just kind of makes me think a little though, like what happens if a kid tests positive before we go, you know what I mean? Like, how do we do that? And then like some kids like that have had COVID, but they're cleared and they don't have any symptoms and they still continue to test positive. How does that play out too? Um, So it's, that's going to be very interesting. I feel like. Yeah, so, you know, I guess we're going to find out. Um, we're going to find out. Yeah. So I think the big thing, well, the one thing, um, I guess I'm not saying these in order, but you mentioned, like, kids who've tested positive or who are already positive, right? They already had COVID, still testing positive. Yeah. I think they're working on – Spirit Sports should be getting back to us. That was one of the questions that was brought up in our little coaches webinar thing. Uh-huh. Like, if they if they've tested positive in the last 90 days – 
do they have to provide a negative test? Because that, you know, that's been like kind of the rule, at least in color in California. Hey, if you've tested positive in the last 90 days, you're good to go. You're, you know, cleared. So he was getting that approved because like you have to keep in mind, Spirit Sports isn't a California based brand. Uh-huh. So they're, they just, they're just coming to Palm Springs for this event, right? So they're trying to figure out the the laws of the land. Here. Like, how do we put on an event in California and aren't used to actually dealing with these particular laws and, you know, regulations yeah. and mandates and all those things, right? Um, because when they're in other places, I'm sure they're doing things a lot differently than they have to go doing things in California. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think with... Um, kids testing positive like the week of the event or like the day of the event i don't know if it's any different than it is now besides asymptomatic cases right if you're asymptomatic and you didn't know you had it and now you're you're, you don't have any symptoms and you feel fine you're going to practice and all of a sudden you test positive it's like oh now i can't compete but for our Let's not let's put them aside for a little bit. All the other cases, if a kid has COVID, then they have COVID, right? And yeah. you know, we'd find out that they had COVID, whether or not um, Spirit Sports specifically tested for it, because the kid would wake up and have a fever, and and be like, "Hey, mom, my head kind of hurts. And I got a sore throat." And the mom would go, "I think you have COVID. Uh, yeah. We should probably get you tested or whatever." Um, so kids who have COVID are going to have COVID. So I guess there's the asymptomatic cases and you go, you know, and now you're in that moral dilemma. Would you let your eight are, I guarantee you, yes, there are parents who would let their, who would let their asymptomatic kid actually go out there and compete and potentially get other kids sick. But I think morally, I think if you put it on a, I think if you did a lie detector, not a lie detector, but if you asked parents, hey, if you knew your kid had COVID, but they're asymptomatic, would you want them to go to the competition and potentially right, spread to other people? I, I have a feeling, just based on the emails that I get, that lots of parents would say, no, even if my kid were asymptomatic, I would not have her be around the other athletes and other people, right? Um, now, that's just my feeling based on the emails that I get, mm-hmm. but I know that there are parents who go, no, no, no. She's competing this weekend. Regardless. I don't care who she gets sick. She's competing. Right. So, you know, the thing is, I remember, um, we went to a Christmas party two years ago. Oh, I guess it must've been last year. Went to a Christmas party last year before we went to my parents' house and a girl, tested positive we found out like the next day oh this girl at the christmas party tested positive and we were like oh man like this is gonna ruin christmas we can't go to my parents house now we've been here with this girl who's tested positive and mm-hmm. it's like we we're we're weighing those like moral like should yeah. we go to christmas without telling anyone right i don't know what do we do and you know ashley and i came to the conclusion it's it's one thing to not know you've been around someone who's had COVID and then later you're around other friends and you feel bad. Hey, sorry, I was around this person who's been exposed. I might have exposed you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's completely different to to knowingly be around someone, especially at that time, right? I only yeah. think about COVID a year ago. 
to know it to know specifically i've been around some i've been exposed to someone with covid and i'm going to willingly show up and like not tell anyone i've been around someone with covid um you know and so i don't know how many parents even if their kid were asymptomatic now maybe i'm wrong but i'm not sure how many parents would willingly send their kid knowing they were asymptomatic now if you don't know you don't know but you know i don't know but you know i'm just trying to trust the good in people that that they would say you know what this is this isn't wrong or this is wrong i shouldn't be sending my kid out into the world sneezing on people right now yeah (laughs) i i totally understand what you mean about like the moral obligation because when we came back you know from vacation and we tested um you know, I had sent the girls to school on Monday because Kinsley was, there was nothing wrong with that girl at all. She mm-hmm. had no congestion, no seasoning, no cough, no nothing. Me and Ryland kind of had, a, you know, a little something. Um, and I'm like, oh, I seriously, I sent them to school. And Kinsley, I, she was probably asymptomatic because she didn't ha- nothing happened to her, but yeah. she still tested positive. And, you know, like the twins were telling me, like, we can still go to school. Just don't tell nobody. And I'm like, yeah. You can't not tell anybody because I think I feel like myself, what if me as a parent sent you to school and you got some kid, you infected some kid and then that kid got in very serious bad health because Mm -hmm. of you. That's where I go to, my thought goes to is that far. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think... I feel really bad for the event producers of Spirit Sports because I feel like it is going to be a major headache for them. Um, Hopefully they have the smartest people in all the land, you know, thinking and brainstorming of all these scenarios and questions that parents might ask and do. And, um, you know, I don't, I know quite a few people that are vaccinated that still aren't comfortable with oh yeah here's my card oh here's my card you know those mm-hmm. type of things um and fun fact i have not told ryan that um what spirit sports is potentially requiring so. <laughs> just wait until you're like in palm desert right you're just like all right here He's we go have to go <laughs> because we're taking our trailer and i can't tow that thing by myself so he's He's like hey we have an appointment at three o'clock like what's the appointment for oh don't worry about we just gotta go we're meeting someone for dinner oh yeah Yeah. can you put this in your nose real quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's funny it's gotta be rough (laughs) for you guys and for them having to navigate all this i think you guys do a great job at staying so positive about it um but you know, as a parent, my mind is wandering and I'm trying to do what you said of just, you know, worrying about right now. I'm trying like not really to think about it. Um, just cause then I start to overthink things. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know what the world's going to look like a month from now. Who knows? <laughs> right. Like who knows what the world's going to look like a month from now. We got GSSA this weekend. We're going to go out there, nail some routines, yes. get back, focus on spirit sports. Um, but the world, and this is to all the, anyone still listening right now, this is to low motivation, to all the coaches and parents and any athletes that may be listening. We are all in this boat together. So I got a text message last night that said, Jason, we have 20 positive cases in our gym right now. 
He said, we couldn't even piece together a stunt group last night. Like nothing, right? I couldn't even put kids from this group to this group. I can't even make anything, right? 20 positive cases. Another coach was like, this, another coach just texted me randomly. Like just assumed I knew what they were talking about. Like, how's it going down there, right? We haven't talked in weeks. How's it going down there? Like, I know she's talking about COVID, right? And so I know, and obviously we see on the coaches' pages, but, you know, teams are going through right now. Um, and I know that people feel the, um, like, the pressure or the anxiety and, like, just nerve, like, what's going to happen? So I, I encourage everyone to know that we're all in this boat together. Like, it's not the, you know, you watch um, cartoons and there's the one character and the there's that dark cloud over them. And no matter where they go, it's rainy. But everywhere else, yeah. it's sunny. You know, like, it's not it's not just raining on you. Like it's raining on all of us right now. And so don't feel like you're going through this alone. Like you can reach out to a, another parent or if you're a coach, another coach and an athlete and just, you know, because it feels good to, it's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast. I get to get things off of my chest, right? I get to talk and like, you know, it's my, it's my therapy, right? To go and just talk and go, man, I was feeling stressed out about that. I got to say these things and, you know, B, you're my therapist, B. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you because you're my <laughs> therapist too. I'm like, get off. You're good. You're going to be okay, B. You're going to be okay. We're just not going to tell Ryan. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> That's funny. He's going to hear this podcast and be like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, sometimes he does listen to it too and he'll text me and he'll be like, I can't believe you said that on the podcast or why'd you even bring that up or something? Really? It's random when he does, but when I least expect it. So, um, yeah, you know, is there a lot of good competition this weekend? I mean, I hate that sounds bad. Like, you know, word vomit. That sounds bad. Good competition. Um, but how does the competition look this weekend for our American tribe going into GSSA? I think it looks good. Um, it's hard for me to remember because all these team li- what happens is they send out team lists. And so the team list will be. It will just name every single team that's going to be at the event. It'll say all the it'll say the programs that'll be there, right? So American Cheer is going to be there, and American Cheer is bringing Mini Sparkle, Junior White, uh, Youth Black, Junior Blue, right? And it'll name everyone, yeah. and it'll say what divi- what level they are. Um, Mini One, Junior One, Junior Two, right? Say all that, and it'll say how many kids are in on those teams. Thirty, thirty, uh, twenty-four, right? And it'll, it'll go down. Anyway, now it's up to the event producer to split divisions. And they have the way that they they must split divisions and the way that they can split divisions or they may split divisions, right? So um, I've talked about this before, but they have mandatory division splits. Um, if there's a level one and a level two, that's a mandatory division split. Or there's two different divisions. You can't have a level one competing against level two. Mm-hmm. Um Junior and senior, that's a mandatory division split. You can't have junior teams compete against senior teams. Um, a, la- a small and a medium is not necessarily a mandatory division split. There's only, and I've talked about this on podcasts before, but there are two medium junior ones and only one small junior one. That is not a mandatory division split. But an event producer may choose to split that division if they choose to do so um and some event producers 
choose to do so and some don't and and division two uh isn't always a mandatory division split depends on what event it is um if it's a d2 event then obviously they can't compete against d1s but if it's just one event so we see this all the time um yeah like american grand the first session of the day was only d1 teams they had d1 and d2 going so it's technically like two different events right Mm-hmm. But some events don't have it as two events. So they only split it if if there are enough teams. So that's the hard part about knowing if there are good teams, not good teams, if there is good competition in your divisions because you don't know how the event producers are going to split it. And we've gotten so many recently. We got NCA team list, but I don't have a competition schedule. We got Spirit Sports team list. And we've gotten a couple drafts of the GSSA we have the team list and a couple of drafts of the GSSA schedule. So all of those competitions mix in together and I don't know who's going to be where and, you know, so yeah. I think, I, I think there's teams in all of our divisions. I'm not sure, you know, how deep all of these divisions are. The mm-hmm. only team that might not have competition is junior blue, but I think everyone else has at least one other team in their division. Oh, B. Yeah. What is... What do you what do you think the average amount of teams per division at a competition? Like, are you talking like all level ones, junior, senior, all that? Or yeah, are you yeah. Talking- all the competitions across the land. Average number of teams per division. Um, at a competition though. Doesn't matter D one, D two? No, I guess not. Mm. No, I guess no. Just any any division, all of them combined. I guess it depends on what event, uh, but I would say twenty to no teams per division. Oh, uh, at a competition, five. You're very high. I kind of figured. I mean, because it, it depends on what competition it is. You know, like Baco Battle, it was just junior white. No, I'm saying when we go from Baco Battle, we yeah. add Baco Battle plus Grand plus Cheer Match plus Spirit Sports plus GSSA plus NCA plus whatever, all those combined. What's the average amount of teams we're going to compete against all season long? Three. There you go. Yeah, it's apparently, apparently that is the answer. It's like a high three. Mm-hmm. like 3.7 you know, or something like that. And then when you remove NCA, Spirit Sports, and UCA, right, or, or Indy maybe, it's mm-hmm. the three big competitions. When you remove those, it drops down to like the mid-twos. So anyway. Which it's really weird how that happens. Um, but I don't know. I could kind of. It. I, I honestly like the girls always ask me up and I'm sure I can't be the only parent like the kids ask up, up you know what am I trying to say um like a week the week up to competition how many teams are we going against how many teams are we going against and I'm like I have no clue mm-hmm. and I don't look until I get um our meet times our schedule for the weekend I don't look until then because I figure that that is when we get those, that it's the most accurate. Yeah. Um, 
and you know things could still change of course but that's the most accurate so then i'll look and because i want to know myself i want to watch yeah yeah for sure kids are competing against you know um but i feel like it's i don't know back in my day it was like oh my god you know we're playing a volleyball game or a volleyball tournament and there's this many people in our Mm -hmm. tournament or when I was coaching cheer in a junior high team with one of my good friends out of high school, I'm like, wow, there, there was more teams that we would go against. And I don't feel like there is that many now. Um, so it's, it's totally different from when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, they've created so many divisions at this point. You can, yeah. they, I mean, they've just created so many divisions. There's so many divisions plus a lot of, events that you know you have the opportunity to go to so you really have to find someone on your you know back in the day with less events and less divisions it means you're gonna have deeper divisions more events and more divisions you know we can we could if we wanted to we could stay in norcal the whole season long you know i don't really do too much in the central valley but we could stay in norcal all season long and have a, a decent competition schedule and never see teams from Southern California, or we'd stay, spend all of our time in Southern California and never see the teams from Northern California and have a decent competition schedule, right? And if we choose, if we have a, a particular route in a specific division, you know, we won't see anyone all season long until yeah. we go to NCA or Summit or something like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, when I heard, yeah, I, three I felt was kind of high. I was like, man, three might even be high. Because some of these divisions are not deep at all. I mean, junior three, there's always tons of teams in it. Junior, small junior one, there's always tons of teams. Um, but yeah, once you go medium, there's like yeah. no teams. And you know, if you're a D one medium, if you're a medium D one team, there's not as many competitors as like a a D two junior one team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a, sorry, a small junior one D2 team, right? There's a billion of those guys. Um, but if you're a, I don't know, whatever. So anyway, we've rambled long enough. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. B! Yeah. Back at it again next week? Uh, yeah. She's like, uh, I don't know, may I think about I it? I kind of was <laughs> thinking I had, you know, um, this morning when I woke up, uh, when you had texted me, I was doing the books for our business and, mm. um, I was like this morning I was thinking, Oh uh, man, me and Jason should have podcasted yesterday. Like what the heck, you know? Um, and then I was like, you know what? I need to text him. But then I got like really heavy into the books of the business. Mm-hmm. And then when you text me, you're like, you want a pod? I'm like, yes. Like I need a break from this stuff. Right. But I feel like there was something that I had to do next week that was pretty important, but clearly it's not that important because... We're going to find out. It's going to be like epically important. It's like going to be like the twins' birthday or something like that. <laughs> Definitely not that thing, We're over that hump until the end of the year, but yeah. maybe it was just my hair appointment. I don't know. You know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. Like like we said, I'm not sure if there's going to be a 42, but... <laughs> <laughs> there will be a 42. <laughs> All right, guys, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out.